getting chills in my body right now just thinking about that, feeling that. If you breathe that energy in, you're literally alchemizing. You're changing the state of a thought that had a negative association in your brain and body to a positive and not only positive, motivating association. So now you have fuel. What you had first was a block and now you have fuel. And it all started with taking it out of your brain and putting it on paper just like you would with boundaries or agreements and contracts. Welcome to the Madeline Show. you grow your client base by speaking up about who you are and what you do. Join me in a cohort of brilliant entrepreneurs as I show you how to increase your impact and income with the Speak Up Method. Attract soulmate clients, get speaking gigs, land press features, and grow your brand all without having a big audience. Join the Speak Up membership and spend an entire year with me as we unleash your voice and come up with a personalized strategy to get you in front of thousands of new eyeballs every single month. Sign up for the waitlist at themadelineshow.com slash speak up. I cannot wait to help you change the world. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Madeline Show. I am just cheesing over here. If you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening, just know that my cheeks hurt from smiling so much because I am chatting with Lucen. She is an artist, a founder, and a storyteller. And I found her when she was showcasing her artwork in Boulder. Seriously, like the most beautiful artwork at the entire art fair. And I was just like, girl, I need you in my life. And I brought her and her work to Miami for Art Basel's biggest, uh, or for Miami's biggest uh, art festival of the year. In fact, the world's largest um, art event of the year. You have Art Basel happening and then all of these satellite fairs going on. And my business, Aspen Art Curation, was uh, a part of the Aqua event, which was this old hotel, like Miami-style Art Deco hotel from the 80s that they took all the furniture out. And then they turned them into gallery spaces, like $30,000 a weekend gallery spaces. And so I brought all these artists. We did a cost share and everyone got to show their work. And Lucen came and then we worked together privately. And she, I'm going to let her introduce herself um, and tell you a little bit about her art. And she is going to educate us on what's going on in the NFT world. And we are just going to shoot the shit for you guys here today. Lucen, welcome to the Madeline Show. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. Um, that show you're talking about, Aqua Art Miami, that it holds such a close place in my heart. And when I sold, I was just looking at videos and pictures of that show. And when I sold um, my nylon pantyhose portrait of Rihanna, it was such yeah. a moment. It was such a moment. And I was recently 
uh, this past December in Miami for Basel again. And every time mm-hmm. I saw the Aqua Art Miami sign around, I my heart fluttered a little bit. So I, I just want to thank you for that experience. And it's mm-hmm. been a pleasure. You're welcome. Yours was the first piece we sold, right? It sold within like an hour or two of opening night. Can you tell us about your pantyhose art? Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. so thank you. So I make mainly portraits um, out of torn up pantyhose and you can find it on my Instagram on my website and stuff but all of my black and white art it looks like charcoal um, but it's actually stretched pantyhose and I use each every fiber to add and make shadows and stuff that actually creates this um, 2d image 2d it's a mixed media it's textile Um, Mm -hmm. and so all of the black medium that you see is pantyhose and then all of the white medium that you see is my canvas, if you will. And I actually make my own canvas out of Velcro. So uh-huh. um, I, it's so <laughs> awesome. I actually have a, a partnership with Velcro and we're in communication. And so you did. Been, yeah. We were talking about <laughs> that. You got it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Um, how did, did you it pitch happen? them? No, I didn't have to pitch. Um, at least the way that our partnership is right now is more communication based. So it's, if I just, if I need any like samples or anything, if I'm testing something out, they'll just send stuff to me. They feature me on their website and social media whenever, whenever I have something new and I just send it over and they help me out. So I'm looking forward to that, that partnership evolving and actually pitching them something because uh, I have so many mm. ideas and that medium, um, as far as I know, I'm the only one in the world who, who works with that medium. So. And it's phenomenal. You guys, you, you can't even, without looking at her work, we'll have it uh, linked here in the show notes if you want to go right now. Um, without seeing this work for your own eyes, like you just cannot imagine how how good it is. You have to go look like right now. Go look. Oh, it's amazing. And in person. Actually- <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm building a collection, uh, a new collection in that medium. So stay tuned. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. And I know since we worked together last, which was like 2020, you, or I guess 2021, we did a couple shows, um, digitally, you have been entering the NFT world and not just dipping your toe in, you're going all in, you see this as, the future and you believe in it and you're you are starting to have you have collectors yeah with for your nfts can you tell us about what's going on with nft what nft means i mean pretend like we know nothing because we we know nothing (laughs) (laughs) got you okay so quick little nft 101 crash course the acronym nft stands for non-fungible token and so something that's non something that's fungible is like trading a dollar for a dollar. Something of, of equal value for something of equal value. There's no way to mix it up. Um, something that's non-fungible is trading, um, let's say, for example, a new phone versus an old phone. Okay. So if you're saying like you it's the same thing, but one of them has a different value than the other. So see, if you were to just this my phone looks exactly like yours, but maybe I have, you know, I've I've had it for three more months than you have, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. So that is implemented into like the volatile market of cryptocurrency and how we it's we're redefining the value of ownership, right? With mm-hmm. these NFTs, which are really just digital assets 
that are time stamped on what we call blockchain. And so the blockchain is really just a timeline to track the um, transfers of everything that happens with that asset. And so that's based off of different cryptocurrencies. So there's the Ethereum blockchain, Tezos blockchain, Solana blockchain. Um, I'm the I'm mo more of a I'm a fan of the Ethereum blockchain, um, but that's that's the simple the simple way to put it. And um, I I love NFTs for a lot of reasons. Um, ultimately, there's what the why I got into it is because of the autonomy that it can provide for me as an artist mm -hmm. and the ability to to control what happens with my own work. It's uh, it easily tracks like authenticity, you know. So if I were to um, trade something or sell something to somebody, I know how like where that person is. I, I have their wallet address. If I want to send them anything else, I've got that. But then also with the technology that's integrated behind it, um, there's royalties. And so anytime that that NFT is then traded on, if it's properly integrated into the smart contract, which is basically the metadata of that asset, then, you know, we can get royalties. And so that's something, that's what initially drew me in. It's like, I want to make sure that I know what, where my work's going and I want to get royalties for that. And mm -hmm. um, if something that I sold when I was 16 for $100 ends up being a million dollars one day, I want my cut. I want my cut. Yeah. So there's yeah, you deserve of, your cut. Exactly. <laughs> and there's um, has been a lot of uh, changes in the industry in terms of what's standard in terms of royalties. But for me, I make sure that that's always included in the art that I put out. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that this is coming about for artists because um, back back when I had my my little online gallery and was an art curator, I was teaching artists how to become their own agent. Um, yes, I was agenting some, but I had a fee system in place so that the artists got, I can't remember, what, I did like 80 or 70% of the profit like you guys kept. And I took a small cut because I also took a fee. And that fee included educational material to teach artists how to be better CEOs. And so everything that you're talking about right now is allowing artists to literally be their own business owner and be able to sell to anyone anywhere at any time. And it's all trackable. Like that is just, oh, that is so amazing. And I guess you have to kind of be in the digital world to do that. Like can, does something have to be digital to be an NFT? It's all digital. Everything, okay. NFTs are digital assets. If, if you know, if you learn anything from this, know that NFTs are digital assets. And mm -hmm. you can integrate physical assets into that, um, but you don't have to. It's, it's kind of the way mm -hmm. that I think about it is like a, another medium in the sense of like prints, a, a print. Mm -hmm. Like if you make prints for your art, you, so, you can sell NFTs as well that are just like the digital prints. Um, there's mm -hmm. a lot of ways to kind of move through the blockchain with this technology. I'm really passionate about storytelling through the blockchain. And mm -hmm. so you can also integrate tech. And I have developers that I work with on my team that will help push the narrative of my characters and my lore. And so what, how do you, 
how does this NFT, how does that image evolve over time? And what does that mean in the story? How, like what kind of um, tokens and and utility can be gatekept based off of the NFTs that you own? What does that mean in the story? So there's a lot of different ways to integrate and get creative artistically um, through the technology as well. And I'm very passionate about it. I've been in the space, yeah, since early 2020, right, right, right when the pandemic hit. And yeah. um, it has been the greatest blessing. I, I say every day, NFTs have saved my life over and over again. Oh, my gosh. Okay, you're going to have to tell us about your character suite um, now is the time. And uh, the storytelling that, um, yeah, your your story and how you are telling that story and the story of everyone else in the world through your character suite. And then um, I can't remember the title of it, so but it's awesome. So <laughs> take it away. Okay. <laughs> so um, you'll see in my in my title here, Madam Frog, uh, Lucene, aka Madam Frog, um, otherwise known as the mother of the House of Consent. And so the House of Consent is this greater collection um, that I have multiple projects in. And the House of mm-hmm. Consent um, has about a ton of different characters, uh, Madam Frog being one of them. And the one that I identify the most with in terms of the way that I am going to be pushing her narrative forward is based off of my own personal story and, um, you know, some, some challenges that I've faced and how I've gotten to where I am today. Uh, and the House of Consent as a whole, the project mission is to normalize consent. And so we talk about um, what does consent even mean? What does that mean relationally on a friendship level, on a sexual, interpersonal, um, professional, all of the above? Um, Where my heart is at is to help minimize cases of sexual assault and misconduct. And so I really drill it in with the the sexual aspect, but really we can find consent and, and the practice of consent in every area of our life and it can be an awkward thing for some people because it's just it's not always the normal thing to do even when we're talking to a friend like hey do you have space to talk to me right now that's one form of consent um if you want to go in for a hug i learned this especially i'm sure a lot of people were more aware of this um kind of post quarantine it's like can i give you a hug like are you doing hugs now like what yeah. what is that like and so it it trickles down on a lot of different like socially culturally um but ultimately i'm very passionate about many minimizing cases of sexual assault harassment and misconduct and one of the beautiful things is that um i'm seeing it unfold real time i'm seeing it work I'm seeing, you know, I have people come to me all the time saying, I was thinking about you. Some guy was trying to hit on me and I just kind of reframed the whole thing to like, you know, pose a question and ask for consent or, you know, vice versa. Like, oh yeah, I realized that I had the opportunity to ask somebody for consent and it was such a healthy conversation or, you know, there's so many scenarios and um, it's it's cool to watch. I, I know that if I can help, I've been seeing how it works with myself when I talk about this topic with other people, whether I'm on a mic, on stage, or on a pant, whatever it might be, people treat me differently. People treat me with respect. Mm -hmm. And that maybe might not have been given prior. I see, especially men, like having to be careful with what they say around me and second guess themselves. And, you know, it, that those uncomfortable moments are worth it for 
the premise of respect. And so when it's, I know it's happening with me personally, and I also see it, especially with other women around me who, um, you know, like to pick up and, and pass the message forward. So, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have, so I'm, I'm envisioning the, the, th- the YouTube thumbnail I'm going to create for this. And I'd love to put, if it's okay, the characters on that thumbnail. So you guys can go and see Madam Frog and see the other characters. And now I've seen these paintings in person, which is so awesome. And you have transformed them into digital NFTs. Like my mind is just spinning with questions for you. Um, Okay, do you think that there is a way to, let's say you're not an artist, but you're a digital product creator, so kind of like myself, I have courses, workbooks, et cetera. Does it make sense for me to learn about NFTs? Is it possible for that to, to be a non-fungible token? Um, so in the context of a digital creator, are you, are you saying? I'm just thinking I have digital products. I've heard people talk mm-hmm. about this in the past, and I like wanted services? your opinion on it. Uh, no, I'm talking about like, imagine a, a workbook, like a, a series of like a digital workbook. So like a coaching book or yeah, if I wanted to create something about public speaking or how to expand your lung capacity before getting on stage with breath. And I wanted to put that in words and visuals into a digital notebook. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the coolest thing about NFTs is that it's just a file. It's just a file. (laughs) So So then yes. (laughs) Yeah, the answer is yes. You, it could be MP4, JPEG. There are different marketplaces Ah. and platforms that will actually um, provide, you know, more tools and stuff that's integrated into the smart contract. But if you have your own developer and you can do anything, you can make, I'm actually is what I'm doing right now currently is I'm turning my own website into a minting site. So people can come directly to my website to get the NFTs and then if they want to trade it on the secondary, they can trade it on other marketplaces. Um, but that's that's the thing. It's, you know, certain different marketplaces will give you access to different things based off of what they have integrated. So there's like, you know, music NFTs. Those files are different than, you know, art NFTs and, and digital illustration. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. the difference is just the, the file itself. So you can do anything. You could do anything yeah. with it as long as, mm. you know, you have your uh, you have your team. Yeah. And so just back to like different industry, there's always someone, there's always a buyer at any price point. Um, There's going to be different industry and different communities popping up um, related to NFTs. It does, what is web three? I feel like web three is important here. Maybe it's not. Yeah. So web three is the umbrella of everything. It's the umbrella of where we're moving forward in the digital age. So we Mm -hmm. have web one, the, the OG web, okay, web one was reading, okay? We, as users, we would be able to go onto the computer and read something. Web two is where what is deeply integrated in our culture now, social media, we can read and write. We're able to actually produce the content and get it out there. Mm-hmm. Now web three is reading, writing, and owning. Mm-hmm. So we have- wow. Yeah, we have, we're evolving in through that. And so owning, you know, it, NFTs are included, ARs included, VRs included, AI, all of these different technologies that can actually help us, um, you know, figure out ways to own these digital assets, own a part of what's on this 
screen here. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big issue right now, right? Every especially talking about Instagram, which we you guys we were riffing on these social media platforms for too long before we hit record. So it's like we were like, wait a second, we, we gotta to let people course. in on this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you publish things to social media channels, you're creating content for them. You're basically doing free work, and you don't own it. And I think when COVID happened, well, I know that when that when COVID happened. We then um, were upset that it wasn't the town square and that things were getting censored. But guess what? You never owned it in the first place. You're using a private platform that you think you own because, I mean, it's your it's your copyright technically, but you actually don't own what you're producing. So how do you see this changing with Web3? So Web3, there's the factor of authenticity right? It's, we can track who actually owns it. And so there are certain projects that will give away the IP rights. They say, if, if somebody owns this board, a yacht club, for example, mm-hmm. to use them, the, one of the biggest reasons why they got so popular so fast and why they became so big is because they were the first project to say, here, you can own, you can own the NFT, you can own the asset. And then also you can have the IP with it, start your own business, do something else with it. So there's, the aspect of owning the image, the owning the asset itself, and then owning the IP are two different things. Mm-hmm. But it has also become, uh, depending on who you talk to, it's become more normalized for the collectors to own the IP as well, um, based off of the big hype that Board 8 Yacht Club created with that. Yeah. You know, I've seen some coaches do that. Um <laughs> Uh, I can't remember his name. I don't really care to promote him on this pod, but, uh, <laughs> Oh wait, I'll, all right. I'll, so you guys can look it up, I guess. If you no, don't, That's <laughs> I'm going to do it because I want you to, see, I want you to see an example. I don't know this dude's name, but he created, all right. So you've seen it. He created a, um, a program where he teaches people how to make money. And not only does he sell access to that program but he gives you all of his teachable content like you basically I don't know how he does it because I definitely didn't buy it but you you get some sort of like google drive folder or something where you can download all of his lessons that's really uncommon in the industry like normally it's a kajabi portal where you're logging in or you have like on my website it's my website and you have your own login to the website but you can't download any of that content. And not only is he letting people download the content, he's allowing them the opportunity to use it for their own sales purpose. So basically he created an army of people that are selling his course content, cutting up the images. And that's the whole course, how to make a bunch of money. You take what I'm telling you, and I'm going to teach you how to cut it all up. And I'm going to give you all the swipe copy. And then you're going to go and sell it to your audience. So he blew the frick up. And that is like selling the IP, selling the image. It sounds like a similar business model to what Board Ape Yacht Club did blew up because you create your sales team. You now aren't just selling one-to-one. You're selling one to a thousand, one to a million. It depends on the reach of that person that takes your assets and then sells them and as their own. Now he is getting, you have to have an affiliate link. So he's getting commission on each of those sales. That's passive income. (laughs) Yeah, and a lot yeah. of people would call that the uh, the triangle. Was that the triangle, the pyramid scheme? 
triangle. Yes, exactly. Scheme, which is <laughs> that's why we're not promoting his business. We're not but... promoting. I just want to say we're not promoting pyramid scheme. But there is truly a fine line, and to bring that up, there is a fine yeah. line of of what's really legal with that and what's not and it's easy to get caught up in the idea because it seems like it works you know we have these examples yeah and And it ties into affiliate marketing which is amazing right different than a pyramid scheme different (laughs) different but very close they're cousins so yeah it's an it's a one goes out one goes up and down like one's vertically integrated and one's horizontally integrated in my mind is how I see it Definitely. And, and the NFT space has gotten a bad rep because of pyramid schemes. And so mm. because people who don't really understand how things work could see it being a similar thing. So I'm here to say it's not a pyramid scheme. It's not a Ponzi scheme. Okay. We're really out here for autonomy yeah. and ownership and decentralization and all of that. So yeah. Yeah, that's very clear in the way that you describe it. Um, and I think there's there's a lot of unknowns. And I think people are who were unsure about cryptocurrency, you know, that we had the big boom and now it's not doing well. And there's a lot of people that are saying, I told you so. This was never going to be a thing. But then you have people like me that are like, oh, just, just wait. <laughs> just wait. And just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that it's not going to you don't change your life or change the lives of other people. And so how do people learn more about this new wild, wild west of internet that is our, not only our future, but our now, I know you're going to conferences. Um, how can we learn about these things? Yeah. So I, I say, find your people, find somebody to latch on to, whether that's me or somebody else who has been in the space for a while, who has seen some of the ups and downs, uh, and follow everything that they do. Get really close to it. Join in on conversations that they have. Tap in. I have, uh, and I'm not the only one who does this, but I'm using myself as an example. Oh, yeah. um, Twitter for me is completely Web3 and NFT people. I, ha- I made a whole new account and it's, that's my ecosystem there. And then I have Twitter spaces every Sunday so we can actually talk in audio rooms on Sundays at noon EST. We call that NFTs uncensored. That's a great place to come in, ask questions. I'm here. I'm so here as a resource. I also do personal consulting as well, which you can find that on my website too. Um, but and linked in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Roll. All of this will be in the show notes. You guys definitely link up with Lucen. And then if you know, from through me, I, having been in the space for almost three years now, I, I definitely pride myself on my affiliations. I pride myself on the people that I have grown in this space with. And so once you find me and start coming to me, if you find somebody, you'll find a ton of people that you love that have also been in the space for a long time. And you can see what they have to offer. Join the conversation, be a part of the communities. Um, I also have a Discord uh, server as well. And so that's another outlet of communication for people to come in. Um, You know, I'll be hosting events very soon that are for my community based off of my art. Most people in there, I can promise you, are going to be in this conversation as well and a part of my NFT communities. So it's it's a matter of finding somebody and just kind of rabbit hole, follow the trail, keep going. Um, and you can't go wrong. I, I say that everybody that I repost on my Twitter for sure are great people to tap in with. Awesome. 
Awesome. And are they all artists then? Not all artists. I, I also having been in this space for a while, I started through the artist community and then it's like, well, this founder of this tech company and that tech company and, you know, this musician and it's people all within there because NFTs are the place where technology, finance and art of all, all arts, the, the arts meet and intersect. So you, I start, you know, connecting the dots in that sense. Yeah. Oh, amazing. I'm so, so excited for everyone listening here. I mean, if you love learning like I do, if you want to be a part of the future, a part of the now, I mean, this is all still being developed too. So you really have a say in how things go. I mean, it's all about ownership. So go get plugged in. I know personally I've joined like some Web3 discords and I've gotten very overwhelmed with like just hopping into a conversation midstream and not literally not understanding the language, like everyone's speaking a separate language. So I don't know if your discord channel is like that, but I love that you have your Twitter and you have your Sunday sessions. This is just so awesome. And you're in your consulting, you know, there's artists listening to this. I'm definitely going to be doing some more research on how I can tap in with my digital products or yeah, mint them um, so that I own them for even if I don't, even if I'm not selling them through like any sort of NFT platform, just having that, I feel like is powerful. You do see a lot of copying in this industry, um, you know, as far as like workbooks and course material and stuff is concerned. So I'm interested to follow along with that. I got to find that community though, right? It's like a whole just different area of this web three umbrella. Like, where are you guys? If you're listening now and you're involved in anything like that, please reach out. Um, I want to go back to your characters. And I want to go back to consent. And I'm wondering if you have had any conversations around consent-based sales in business. Um, yes, yes. I have had those conversations. Um, a lot of what... There's an argument around like, well, if when you sign this thing, you sign these terms and conditions, that's consent. You know, all of all of those things that we sign and we don't really think about it and check it the box. Ha- yeah, check, check the, the box. square when you yeah. Exactly. A lot of it happens automatically, but a lot of what I want to do is get very intentional about it. You know, it, when we're mm-hmm. signing contracts to work with people or whatever that is, like look at the things that that you're signing, like actually read them because you don't know when something's just kind of going to fly out the window and it's all because you signed that one paper. And the the very first Twitter space that I hosted for NFTs Uncensored, so you can look back episode one, we had a, um, she was a lawyer in the space. She was a lawyer previously and she's now Uh, not practicing and is purely an artist. And so we got really into it about what does that really look like professionally? Can consent be revoked? Once you give consent, what does that really mean in this world? And um, it's, it can go deep. It can definitely go deep, but I love having that conversation. Yeah. Oh man. I want to bring something a little extra to that too. Um, I first learned this phrase from Kelly Moser. This is like her third shout out. Go listen to the Aligned Success show. In like 30 episodes, she bumped herself up to the top 1.5% in the charts, which means she has multiple five figures of people listening to her, like 20, 30, 40,000 
um, a week, which is so cool. And it's because what she produces is fantastic. It's like one-on-one business and life coaching, just like wrapped up in a little bow here for you in your ears. So before she started her podcast, and even still so, she does trainings. Now she's specific to podcast guesting. And always, any training I've ever took of hers, any sort of webinar, she will say, okay, the training now is over. And if you are interested in hearing more about what I have to offer you, please stay. I believe in consent-based sales. And so I am basically telling you now I'm going to be selling you something. And if you feel complete, amazing. I am so happy that you have been here. And if you'd like to stick around and see what I have for you, please stay. Consent-based sales. And I will be using this technique as I drop my webinar. I I think that the word webinar, the word funnel has such a bad rap. People think of bro marketing and um, schemes and um, trying to trick you into doing something that you don't want to do. And so just wait because my webinar is going to be none of that. It's going to be a freaking party, an experience. There will be invitations. You will know the price of what I'm selling on page one because I hate that when someone's teaching you something and your brain is just thinking, can I afford this? Can I afford this? So um, get ready for some consent-based sales coming from me. Um, and I think I think that we have a lot to learn with consent in all areas of life. And you had brought up business when you first started talking about your characters. Um, Do you have one specific around the business conversation or maybe is that like a seed I just planted in your brain? (laughs) Um, Do you mean you, uh, do I have one like a space or like a, like a character? Tell us about your characters. I'm imagining they each have their own story and I could see like a sexy businesswoman that does consent based sales. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I love that. Um, so I don't have a character that's solely based off of, off of professional consent yet. I'm still writing all these characters. So it's going to be like circumstantial where in everyday life, like where are we not signing these contracts when we really should be having contracts? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what contracts are. They're, it's a, it's a moment to acknowledge consent for everything that we're doing. Mm. And boundaries in writing is how I like to put it. And it's it's like, these are my boundaries in writing. <laughs> exactly. I have, and I have run into, um, I have been asked to consult for a company this past summer, just, just recently. And they wanted me to teach a course on consent. They wanted me to, you know, do like really, really go deep in with them as well, both on the on the floor and behind the scenes and they would every time I wrote a contract for them they would never sign it and they're like we don't need to do contracts we just trust you <laughs> and I had to take a step and sign the contract sign, the, <laughs> sign this contract and it turned out that these were people who eventually like really let let me down on my expectations of what I had of them Wow. And so a lot of these two, it's, it's a, it's about integrity. Mm. It's about staying true to your word, making sure that what you're putting out, what you're delivering is exactly what, what was communicated. And Mm -hmm. when we can get it in writing beyond just the verbal agreement, that's really where the magic is. And so I encourage anyone, especially artists to make sure you've got the contracts. Um, So When you read them, maybe hire a lawyer to read it. If you don't understand it, then get someone that does understand it so you know what you're signing. Um, Are contracts made to be broken? Definitely. 
Um, are they legally binding? Definitely. <laughs> so also don't think that just because you sign a contract um, that everything will always go as planned. It's literally just an opportunity for you to know, for you to remember actually everything that you agreed to verbally to start. Because we all know our brains get confused about things. Stuff happens. Have you ever been somewhere with someone and then you both actually have a completely different like memory of what went down there? Happens all the time, even in beautiful, loving, harmonious relationships. So getting things in writing is so key, just so you remember also on the end of like the service provider or the artist, like, oh, shoot, I forgot that I also include said that I would do this portrait shoot for their family as a bonus. And like now you don't have to have hurt feelings when your client is coming to you saying you owe them something that you don't feel like you owe. You can go back to the contract, say, oh, yes, of course, can't wait (laughs) to provide this thing for you. And that is just one example. I mean, there are so many. I thank you for sharing your experience. Um, Yeah, same goes for like, I mean, an NDA is a contract. I signed an NDA yesterday. Like, that's all I can tell you. (laughs) It's an NDA. I can't tell you anything else. (laughs) But I I signed one and I read it and I understood it. And guess what? I asked questions before I signed it. It's like, oh, okay, well, does, what about this? And then I got the answer I, I needed. So I got understanding and signed the agreement. And I feel so good about it. So understand what you're signing. If you've never written a contract before, um, there's, what did I used to use? I think it was called Forms. Um, There's really like awesome apps like LegalZoom is one where you can get downloadable contracts. Definitely recommend having a lawyer look over those depending on where you're at in your business. Maybe you can or can't afford that. Like just anything is great as a start. I believe still in Colorado, like a napkin counts as an agreement. Like you can take a napkin to court. You might even in Colorado still be able to take a handshake agreement to court if I remember correctly. Um, So it changes based on the state also. In terms (laughs) of access to tools um, and things like that and, you know, what, what's actually viable Something a practice that I've integrated when having conversations with people prior to the contracts and like talking about really what's going to go into the contract, what the agreement is verbally, I will either text or write an email of all of the all of the agreements that were made. So that mm. then at, at the very least, if somebody tries to come back at you sideways and say, well, I didn't say mm. that there's this communication here. You say, well, no, here it is. And sometimes I'll actually text the person while we're on the phone. And I say, okay, can you agree that that this line right here, that recent text that I just said, like it has to be in by Thursday. Can you confirm that that's true? And if not, I'll literally write in the text and then screenshot it. And if you have the space to, to write the contract up and actually crank it out, awesome. If not, at mm-hmm. least you have that. And so that's a really yeah. awesome practice that, you know, I've been able to create on the whim. Yeah. Speaking to an even bigger thing here, just getting stuff out of your head and onto paper is so beneficial in so many areas of your life. Um, I use this to teach uh, turning imposter syndrome thoughts into motivation in your life and for the big scary thing that you want to do, but your body and brain is telling you, no, it's the lion's den. 
your brain will trick you into thinking things are scarier than they actually are. Um, I think people with no anxiety and depression, bipolar, y'all can understand this. If you've lived in that brain, like your brain will tell you things that are not true. Your brain is like living up in this altered dimension. There's no gravity there. It's just your brain. And when you can write down the thoughts, the so let's say you want to submit something to Forbes magazine or you want to pitch your first TED Talk, but your thought is, well, they wouldn't want to hear what I had to say. Ooh, okay. So let's take that thought. Let's bring it down here into this 3D world. Let's write it down and let's look at it. They wouldn't want to hear what I'd have to say. Okay. Now let's question it. Well, is that true? Is it true universally? 100% chance. No, it's not. Of course not. Not 100%. Maybe 99.99, but definitely not 100. So now we question that. Okay. So what would it feel like if they actually did want to hear what they what I had to say like let's turn it let's spin it this is a reframe so we go from they don't want to hear what I have to say to now imagining just just imagine with me like a fun little exercise what would it be like if TEDx was waiting for your pitch if TEDx needed your story that the millions of people that were going to see that on YouTube because it went viral it changed their lives what if I'm getting chills in my body right now just thinking about that feeling that If you breathe that energy in, you're literally alchemizing. You're changing the state of a thought that had a negative association in your brain and body to a positive and not only positive, motivating association. So now you have fuel. What you had first was a block and now you have fuel. And it all started with taking it out of your brain and putting it on paper just like you would with boundaries or agreements and contracts. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is so juicy. Oh, man. Um, Okay. Lucen, you and I work together in a few different capacities. I would love it if you could just talk to um, where you were before we met and then what happened after our three months of working together. Yeah. So I had where, where I was before I met we met was I was in between websites and I had already, so I, I really started my art career when I was 16. That's when I started selling my work intentionally and it evolved over the years and, you know, became more and more frequent, uh, started winning awards and stuff at 18, etc. And so when I was 18, I created, I didn't know anything about website design. I didn't know anything about websites. I was in college and I just found this, the first website maker that I could find. And I just spent 10 hours in my college library, just cranking it out. And I'm like, okay, have a website done. It was on something called portfolio box. I don't even know if it's a real thing anymore, but, and I didn't know what I was doing, but all I knew is that I needed a website. And so fast forward a bunch of years, I still had that website. And then I realized how it wasn't really a great tool. And this, this portfolio box actually was not helpful and it kind of made things a little bit worse. And so I took my website down and then that's when I had met you as I was still creating my work. I actually had just started creating the characters within the house of consent Hmm. and 
I, um, so this was three years ago, I had just started making the characters, I, but they didn't really have a home. And so one of the biggest things that you helped, you helped me with so many things, but one of the biggest things was giving me that push that I needed to make a new website and to mm. start it up. Now I actually help people out with website design, which is kind of cool. Um, but it's been, it's been great. It's been really great. Um, but I learned, you know, that it's actually not the scariest thing and that this is what I need. And, and ma'am, my website's like my favorite, my favorite place to go in and like workshop and edit around. I, I, while I'm driving in the car, all I'm thinking about is like, what should I put on my website? What is going to be the thing that people see when they like first come to you? Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, that was looking back in terms of like the steps that I needed to take that was one of the biggest things that you really helped push me through. You helped edit things for me, tell me what was yeah. worth having on there, what was trash, what was, you know, needed more work um, and to develop that. So first and foremost, thank you for that. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> so cool to see you're now turning it into a minting site. Like, holy cow. Yeah. So rad. Yeah, it's cool. And, and I love, I love my website because, uh, for so many reasons, but a lot of people will just resort to a link tree, right? Where they mm-hmm. have all their social medias on there and their, um, projects and stuff that they may be a part of some gallery websites that they're on, whatever it might be, but they don't put the emphasis on their website. And what I say is that Mm -hmm. website is your link tree. That website is, if you create it, you have your most important things right there, flip it around so that you can actually organize it the way that makes sense to you as an artist and how you want to present yourself rather than it just being a couple lists of a couple sites, you know, and, um, and yeah, or just Instagram, right? Like it's a home that you own and you drive traffic there. You drive traffic from these social media sites to the home that you own that is the sales machine for your business. Unless you are sending sending PayPal links in the DMs and getting addresses from people to ship your product um, or for, you know, sending a sign up link like straight in the DMs with every single client, which holy crap, if you want to scale your business, you're going to need to hire some teammates to do that because that is not scalable. You need a website that is a sales machine. I actually, so sales machine is kind of like that bro marketing term. I like calling it a transformation machine because every single person that comes into my world and buys from me or signs up for a free thing, they're experiencing some sort of transformation. And if you can automate transformation, that deserves a Nobel prize. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Totally. I remember I launched, I ended up being able to launch my new site on my birthday. And that Mm. was a great, that was a great moment. So also like you helped me with due dates and stuff that I needed to get things done, whatever it was. I mean, there were so many different avenues, but you really helped me with owning my integrity in my work as an artist. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Um, with the work that I'm doing with these companies, I see myself as a teammate. I'm not a coach or a mentor or even a consultant. Like you're, you're hiring me to sit on the C-suite of your business with you. Like I take over some of the work. I hold you accountable. Um, I teach you life coachy things along the way because I believe that any business problem is solvable. And so if you don't believe it is, then there's a personal problem that's getting in the way of that. And 
it was really fun. I remember some of our calls where like, I filled out a grant application for you and you just got to sit on the other side of the call and just talk and just answer it, like just speak your answers to those questions. And I got to type out what I heard. And I saw that as as just so powerful. And now I've been on the other side of that too, because I find coaches and mentors that I like, I look for myself in them because I see how powerful it is. And there's something different when you take away the the barrier of needing to be the one doing the thing always. If you can bring someone in, the facilitation of of your creative life force energy actually coming out through your brand and through your messaging and through your marketing, it's it's exponential when you bring in the right teammate. It was such an honor to be your teammate. I said three months, but we actually worked together until the middle of 2021. We had one-on-one coaching as a package for three months. And then we did digital art shows together and you were a part of the Aspen art curation team for over a year. And it's just a pleasure to host your art and to now still be in your world. I just love it. I know it's so good. Thank you so much. And I'm super excited because of all of these grants and things now that I have structure around my art and my characters and their mission and where I'm going, I literally have like six projects planned under the house of consent right now. I have, probably like five smart contracts that I'm that I have my develop my my nft um coding developers writing um and you were you're able to um look at me from that lens of you know having just gotten started and and you know being in the industry but also kind of being shy or whatever it might be um now that I get to apply to grants and stuff on my own you have been able to also be a reference for me and, and a oh, referral. So thank yes. you for that. So anyone you're welcome who has worked with <laughs> Madeline, I, I trust her words with, with everything with it's, I, I love the way that you can speak for like on, on behalf of people as well. I think it's really mm-hmm. special because your reflection has really been everything for me. And mm-hmm. back when we were working together one-on-one, I remember that moment so vividly because it got to, it get, gave me a chance to actually see what you were seeing in me and so then to have you now as a reference for um for grants and everything it's it's is very full circle yeah oh I know I'm so, I was so honored that you wanted me to write that letter of recommendation mm-hmm. um and thank you for speaking to the mirror that is my superpower is I see your value in a way and I can message it in a way that you cannot because you are inside the bottle and it's impossible to see the label from inside the bottle. And I, I saw your value immediately. I was magnetized towards you like a fly to a light. <laughs> and, um, I'm really glad that you have the confidence and, and the capability, right? Like you had to learn the the structure of how to, how to do those things, that masculine structure to allow your feminine creative life force energy to really expand and lead you are a feminine first leader, but you have that masculine strategy, that dance floor to dance on. Totally. Yeah. All right, listen, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? It could be NFT tip. It could be a little personal development quote. Um, and how can we work with you and find you? It's a great question. It's a great question. What do I want to leave you with? Well, go to my website, 
whenever you're listening to this and you'll see what's updated of what I want you, <laughs> what I want you to get from this. <laughs> there we go. There we go. No, I want to go to your website. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I do. I, I want to invite people to join um, in the conversation around normalizing consent and all of that. So tap in, like truly tap in on my website, come to Twitter, DM me, whatever it is. If you're interested in learning more about NFTs, I'm so here. Or I, if, if I can't be, I will guide you in the right direction um, and hand you to the best person to do that for you. Um, and um, if you're an artist, especially who is interested in expanding your world digitally through NFTs, AR, VR, et cetera, that's also tied up in there as well. Um, and stay tuned, stay tuned. If you're an artist also who's listening, um, keep going, just, just Mm. keep going and and Mm -hmm. find what speaks to you and hone in on it, like rabbit hole, create that Mm. container and dive in. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, so glad we reconnected. Excited to follow along on your journey and go look at your website. I'm so excited to see what's there. And um, maybe I'll join one of your Sunday sessions. I'm always down to learn. Please do. I'm actually, I'm totally about to go on my website and edit a couple of things right now. (laughs) I love it. I just bought a new template for my website from my designer, who is also the CEO of the company that I use for web hosting and development. Um, so I feel you on the just <laughs> daydr- driving and daydreaming about like, oh, I want to add this. Grab my phone, do a little voice note. Don't want to forget to add this. <laughs> oh, all right, you guys, reach out, say hi, connect authentically to myself and Lucin. We want to hear from you on social media. We want you in our world. Just say hi. Let us know what your aha moments were from this episode if you would like, and please share it. Please share it. If you found value here and you're thinking of someone, uh, maybe they're an artist, a creative, a coach, uh, an entrepreneur, someone that needs to hear this message, you're literally doing God's work by sharing this episode with them. You have no idea how their life could change, and it's because of you. So thank you so much, and I'll see you next week. Hey, loyal listener, please rate and review this podcast. Your feedback is needed and you matter. It would be an honor if you shared this with a friend. Send this episode to whoever pops into your mind first. It's like a little exercise on intuition and trust that that insight is the hand of God working through you to make someone else's life better today. Visit themadelineshow.com to stay up to date on my free trainings and different offerings, including self-paced online programs that activate your mind and enhance your life. Who knows, maybe you'll find something today that completely changes your tomorrow.